You're listening to Daily Red, a podcast that brings you God's Word, read aloud, with space to reflect and pray. Do you think the gospel you've heard or try to live out has the power to disrupt cultural and economic structures that don't honor God? Cities today are known for their architecture. Think of iconic landmarks like the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, the Empire State Building in New York City, or the Eiffel Tower in Paris. For Ephesus, the building that would have come to mind was the enormous temple to the goddess Artemis. People from around the region would travel here to worship at her temple, seeking fertility in their crops and businesses and families. And kind of like today, people would take a miniature version of whatever it is they came to Ephesus to see home with them. Metal workers across Ephesus would cash out on the sale of miniature replicas of the goddess Artemis. They would sell them. But ever since this guy Paul showed up talking about the risen Jesus, fewer and fewer people seem to be interested in buying these replicas. So in today's passage, This causes a riot in Ephesus, and it brings into sharp focus the reality that following Jesus has had an impact in society and culture from the very beginning. And it should today as well. You can click the link in our show notes or follow along as we hear Acts chapter 19, verses 23 through 41 read from the New International Version. About that time, there arose a great disturbance about the way. A silversmith named Demetrius, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought in a lot of business for the craftsmen there. He called them together, along with the workers in related trades, and said, You know, my friends, that we receive a good income from this business. And you see and hear how this fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus, and in practically the whole province of Asia. He says that gods made by human hands are no gods at all. There is danger not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited. And the goddess herself, who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world, will be robbed of her divine majesty. When they heard this, they were furious and began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! Soon the whole city was in an uproar. The people seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia, and all of them rushed into the theater together. Paul wanted to appear before the crowd, but the disciples would not let him. Even some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, sent him a message begging him not to venture into the theater. The assembly was in confusion. Some were shouting one thing, some another. Most of the people didn't even know why they were there. 
The Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander to the front, and they shouted instructions to him. He motioned for silence in order to make a defense before the people, but when they realized he was a Jew, they all shouted in unison for about two hours, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! The city clerk quieted the crowd and said, Fellow Ephesians, doesn't all the world know that the great city of Ephesus is the guardian of the temple of the great Artemis and of her image, which fell from heaven? Therefore, since these facts are undeniable, you ought to calm down and not do anything rash. You have brought these men here, though they have neither robbed temples nor blasphemed our goddess. If then Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a grievance against anybody, the courts are open, and there are proconsuls. They can press charges. If there's anything further you want to bring up, it must be settled in a legal assembly. As it is, we are in danger of being charged with rioting because of what happened today. In that case, we would not be able to account for this commotion, since there is no reason for it. After he had said this, he dismissed the assembly. As you listen to the passage again, imagine yourself there among the crowd. What would you hear? And what would you think? About that time, there arose a great disturbance about the way. A silversmith named Demetrius, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought in a lot of business for the craftsmen there. He called them together, along with the workers in related trades, and said, You know, my friends, that we receive a good income from this business. And you see and hear how this fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus and in practically the whole province of Asia. He says that gods made by human hands are no gods at all. There is danger not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited. And the goddess herself who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world, will be robbed of her divine majesty. When they heard this, they were furious and began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! Soon the whole city was in an uproar. The people seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia, and all of them rushed into the theater together. Paul wanted to appear before the crowd, but the disciples would not let him. Even some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, sent him a message begging him not to venture into the theater. The assembly was in confusion. Some were shouting one thing, some another. Most of the people didn't even know why they were there. The Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander to the front and they shouted instructions to him. He motioned for silence in order to make a defense before the people, but when they realized he was a Jew, they all shouted in unison for about two hours, 
Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. The city clerk quieted the crowd and said, Fellow Ephesians, doesn't all the world know that the great city of Ephesus is the guardian of the temple of the great Artemis and of her image, which fell from heaven? Therefore, since these facts are undeniable, you ought to calm down and not do anything rash. You have brought these men here, though they have neither robbed temples nor blasphemed our goddess. If then Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a grievance against anybody, the courts are open and there are proconsuls. They can press charges. If there's anything further you want to bring up, it must be settled in a legal assembly. As it is, we are in danger of being charged with rioting because of what happened today. In that case, we would not be able to account for this commotion, since there is no reason for it. After he had said this, he dismissed the assembly. This is the word of the Lord. As you listened and imagined yourself there, what, if any, emotions came up for you? What would have come across your mind? The cultural and economic realities of Ephesus were disrupted because people started to follow Jesus. What cultural or economic realities do you think would rightly be disrupted if people began to follow Jesus in your context? The gospel Paul preached was indeed to blame for challenging the status quo. But it was preached in a way that didn't allow anyone to hold anything against them. Too often this isn't true of us. We either aren't challenging in what we say and do, or we say and do things in such a way that people can rightly find fault in us. Ask Jesus to help you walk this tension out today. Holy Spirit, help us to follow you in such a way that disrupts and uproots everything that does not honor you in our culture, in our economy, in our society. And help us to do so while finding fault with as few as possible. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks for listening to another episode of Daily Bread. If you're listening to this podcast in real time, we want to say congratulations on a brand new semester. We hope all of you are doing well. Um, We're so glad that you're listening to this podcast. If you're new to this podcast, we'd love for you to find us on social media at Daily Red. And we would love it if you would check out our show notes. There we've linked resources and notes and more uh, that you can click through and find out how to get in contact with us or what's happening on your local campus. Daily Red is a podcast designed to bring you God's word, read aloud with space to reflect and pray. It's produced by InterVarsity in Alabama, and I'm your host, Clayton. Thanks so much.